Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Today's episode of Tell Me Yours does include content regarding suicide and struggling with mental health. If you are sensitive to these topics being discussed at length, please skip today's episode. Piggybacking on that, if you or someone you know is currently struggling with suicidal thoughts, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800-273-8255. Again, that's 800-273-8255. Enjoy today's story. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours, a storytelling podcast with me, your host, Trey Everett. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Tell Me Yours, a storytelling podcast with me, your host, Trey Everett. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. I have a, a really, really important story uh, being told today. Um, again, I know I mentioned in the intro, but this story does contain content regarding suicide and struggling with mental health. Uh, so if you are sensitive to those, uh, maybe just come back next week. Um, but if you do stick around, I do, like I said, I think this is a really important story. I'm very, very thankful to our guests for sharing it with us and being vulnerable and open about it uh, and just sharing his experience. Uh, my guest today is Steph Exilion. Um, he's an awesome artist, a brilliant creative, a music producer, and the host of Geek No Evil, a comic book and pop culture podcast available wherever you get podcasts. Um, he's a dear friend of mine. I was super happy and excited to chat with him today. Um, and like I said, his story, I think, is really important, um, and I'm, I'm just really thankful that he decided to share it with us. So please uh, welcome Steph Exilion. Yeah, what's good, bro? What's going on, man? I'm alive, dude. I was trying to find, like, I have this fucking microphone that uh, I was using for my podcast, and, like, we're, like, in the process of moving and shit, so I can't find anything that I want or need, so... Oh, dude, you're, um, good. you're good, man. You sound like an angel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I lost him. Yeah, yeah my bad. Look, I if think, you didn't uh... want to talk to me, you could have just told me. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a pretty good segue. You're you're going to tell me a story. And, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I and I'm I I don't know what your story is, which is exciting for me. So I, whenever you're ready, feel free get into it. Sure, sure. So um, so what I told you like the title I was saying like essentially would be like the 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 day that I realized the finality of life, like that it's actually like a definitive, like your life ends at a point. Uh, and so for me, um, whenever I would think of like suicides. I would think that it's like the most selfish shit in the world. I would think like, oh, this person is a, is a fucking coward. Like that's some bullshit. You know, like you, you're fucking up everyone's life around you and, and, and you didn't really care about them when you went into this um, decision to go ahead and, and end it. So for me, I was always very insensitive uh, to, to the concept of suicide. Um, and obviously that changed when a friend of mine committed suicide um, because, you know, obviously I, I, I was super empathetic because it was something where I didn't even know that she was hurting. Um, I didn't even know that that was mm -hmm. something that was in her mind or something that 
she felt she you know she she felt compelled to keep to herself. I think for um, licensing purposes, I probably can't talk about where it is that I work. So uh, sure. yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's probably say. that's probably a safe bet. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we'll say I work at a, at, a, at, a, at, a, at a place where I fix things. Um, and so uh, so this friend of mine, um, you know, she you know joined the team um, to also fix things, and part of uh, her training would be where she would like follow me and see kind of like my process and then like ask questions and I would like, you know, respond. And, and then when she was ready, she would go ahead and, 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 and do the job. And I would kind of watch and like give my uh, feedback uh, as well. Like, Hey, this is how you, this is what you did. Great. This is what you can work on, et cetera. And from that, we got pretty close, right? I got to learn a little about, about her and she got to learn a little bit about me and we were cool. Like, you know, obviously as coworkers, you know, you, you chop it up and, and pretty much kind of stayed there. And then uh, this uh, new guy came into, into the business. They were new there. I, I kind of took to this person. Uh, me and him got really cool. Like we got really close. We, we saw um, a lot of similarities in, in ourselves and, uh, at the time, my wife was pregnant, and uh, you know he had a daughter as well. And, he, and it's funny because I ha- I wasn't telling anybody yet because it's obviously you got to wait like the, the twelve weeks or oh, so. Oh, you, you, you got you and your wife had just found out that she was pregnant. Precisely, yeah. Like cool. Uh, cool. Um, and so we yeah we were both like black dads essentially. So we we got pretty cool. Um, you know when uh, you know he had invited us over to his place, you know, with his kid and and, and the mother of his child. Um, and so yeah, it was like a it was a cool thing. Um, him and and uh, and his uh, the mother's child seemingly weren't together, but they were co-parenting, and they were just you know, that was just kind of their process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, him and and like you know my friend uh, at, at work, um, they they both started kind of seeing each other, and you know they started to to get pretty serious. Um, and from that, because he was now like him and I were closer, um, I would hang out with her as well by extension because. You know, me and him were hanging out, and we would do were, like, you know, double. Were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. They were they were an item. Like we would go on double dates. My wife and him and his girl. Like we would, you know, um, hang out and, and chill. Um, she she didn't live too far from work, so like there were some days where like him and her would be off, and like on my lunch break I would go to her her apartment, and then like we would have like mimosas and just like chill, man. We would like mm-hmm. eat during my lunch, and then, and from what I got to know about her, um, you know, she was like a like a, a funny person, right? Like her laugh mm-hmm. was infectious. Um, she was interested in in music, um, in like uh, art, and so yeah, we spent. I basically, I said, I said we spent a lot of time together. I, I got to to know enough about her for for us to you know to to be you know cool. Like when my daughter was born, you know, her and her boyfriend, like they were the first people to meet her before uh, even our parents, before any of our like close friends. You know, they came literally to the hospital before we left. Like they literally came to the hospital with like flowers and stuff to to come to come meet uh, to come meet uh, my daughter, and so. It was, it was, it was cool. You know, obviously I, I enjoyed her company, you know, fast forward, you know, I'm fast a little bit, um, you know, her and him, they kind of have some like yeah, problems, relationships that everybody does. Everybody has yeah. arguments and stuff. And, you know, sometimes, you know, she would, you know, reach out to me for advice. Right. And obviously, you know, this is my boy. So like, I'm obviously going to do, you know, um, without necessarily taking his side, like, you know, I'm going to try to like, you know, assume the best that like, obviously he's not doing any fuckboy shit. Like he's just, this is, you know, um, uh, just miscommunication or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so I would hit him, like, you know, the girl is saying this and such, such. Like, you know, what's up? And he's like, no, nah, you know, what did you say? It's like, yo, I said this. He's like, oh, okay, I appreciate you. And this is like, cool. We would seemingly, things would, would go to normal and they would be good. Just things went the way that they went. We get to a point where, like, 
don't know, between them, things are kind of like weird. Like, like she's not, it's like in hindsight, I can see now that she, she was just like not as bubbly, not as like happy mm. as, as I had seen her before, but I, I never thought much of it. Would you think, would you say that you were kind of, obviously you like weren't really aware of it in the moment, but like if you were aware of it, did you just sort of kind of chalk it up to like the relational problems that you were kind of aware of? Yeah, I think that would be what it was. Like I thought essentially maybe, you know, couples are arguing, but again, I tried to just assume the best in their relationship. Yeah, so it's like, sure. you know, like uh, unless someone asks me for my opinion, I'm not really going to give my two cents. You know, I've learned the hard way when you're friends with two people in a relationship, uh, it's very difficult to, to stay neutral. Um, you almost always pick a side. And For so sure. to avoid, yeah, to avoid doing that, I just try to stay the fuck out of it. So I would see like little things, but again, at the time, I didn't really like notice them as signs. Yeah, I remember, you know, there was like a um, like a thing where I think they were like maybe not broken up, but like on a break or something, and they were like working it out or something. I, uh, you know, came to a pool party that she was having with my daughter and my wife, and she 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 looked fat, mm. right, like. And I just thought it was because dude wasn't there, you know, like he's not here. And, and, uh, you know, I asked her, like, oh, where, where is he? And she's like, oh, he's, he's coming. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, you know, like she held my daughter and she's like, you know, smiling, but you can see it's kind of like a, essentially like a forced one. It's like, like, I'm, uh, I'm not all that happy. You know what I mean? And she looked a little different. I mean, granted, obviously it was like, a, it was like a pool. So she didn't have like her makeup on and all that stuff that she normally did, but still like just something was different. But again, I didn't really fit anything. Uh, like, I didn't really think much of it. There was a day where she came to work and she was like, like very determined and she just kind of looked like, uh, it was concerning. This, this I definitely noticed was like something was like weird. And so like, I see her walk into the back, some time passes and I see her walk out. And this time she's like, like in tears, like she's like bawling, like, like tears are like just running down her face. Um, and so I'm like concerned, but I'm obviously at work. Uh, I'm thinking like, uh, maybe this is a relationship thing. So I like, I text my boyfriend like, yo, your girl came here. She was like in tears. You know, I don't, I don't know. Like maybe you should like make sure she's good. And he's like, wait, what, what, what happened? I, was, I don't know. That's why I'm texting you. Uh, and he's like, like, well, to my I was like, bro, I don't know. Check on her. I hit her up. And so he goes and hits her up. I guess he said, yeah. So like there's some family problems that she was having. Um, but I'm with her now. Thanks for, thanks for the heads up. And, you know, everything's good. Now is like, I want to say two or three days later, I'm on my way to work. It's like Labor Day. It never rains in California, but it was kind of gloomy. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like driving to work and I'm literally a block away. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, I get a phone call from him and he sounds weird. And he's like, you know, his girlfriend is dead. And I was like, like, what, what the fuck? That's not funny, dude. Like, well, he's like, I'm not like, I'm looking at her body right now um and Man. yeah and, and 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 it really kind of like like put this like this like rush over me like whoa this is serious now i honestly have no idea how to respond right? i don't know what to say or what to do and, and he says he's gonna call me back um because i guess he has to for the you know the police and everybody to, to come over and so like i i'm driving and like my wife is in in the passenger seat and she's like you can't go to work um i was like i i, I don't think i can and she was, she was like, yeah, you should. And like, you know, uh, he needs you right now. And you're not in a position where you could like actually like do anything. And so yeah, I, yeah, for sure. So I make a U-turn um, and she lived like a block from where I was at. And so it was interesting that as I passed her home is where I get this call. So uh, I, you know, make a, a quick UE and then I, I go to her apartment and there's like a parking. My wife's like, I'll, I'll take it. I'll go. So I, I go outside and I see another one of our mutual friends and she's like, you know, in tears, like she's bawling. 
um, and she's saying, I hear something happened to her. Um, so we, we get to the apartment and, you know, we see her boyfriend, we see her roommate. Um, both of them are like, it's like obvious that they're distraught. Um, you know, they're still in their like, you know, uh, sleeping clothes. Um, and, you know, their eyes are, are like bloodshot red. Um, clearly they've been crying. Um, some of our friends that also live in the same apartment complex that also worked with us, um, they were crying. Um, they were distraught. Um, and then dude sees me. Uh, he's like talking to one of the police officers. Um, and he comes down and he's, he's trying to explain to me what happened. And uh, I'm still in shock, but obviously like I, I, I understand that for, for it's, it's in nobody's benefit for, for me to break down. Is that how you normally respond to like really sudden intense news or is that sort of like a unique experience for you in terms of like hey i, I want to like keep i want to be some sort of constant in this situation right now because it's what feels best right now like is that a normal response for you or was that yes, a little bit unique? i think so cool uh i mean obviously like in black culture you know for black males we're, we're kind of conditioned to not really show hmm. um emotions in a lot of ways right like that you know even in something as, as overwhelming as grief, you know, by crying, it, it can kind of show weakness. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 30 in like two weeks and I, I see my father cry maybe like three times. It's, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So like, I, I've never seen my dad in a position where, you know, he would be, you know, that, you know, um, distraught about something where he would cry. And it's not to say he doesn't cry. Um, totally. I'm just pretty sure that, yeah, he's, totally, that he's never totally. done in front of me. Yeah. So yeah, I absolutely uh, get that hundred percent. Yeah. So with that, that's kind of like how I was brought up. And so, you know, he's like crying, he's, he's trying to explain to me, um, uh, what happened. And essentially, you know, they went out the night before they had a good time, you know, um, they came home, you know, they went to sleep and he thought they were good. And when he woke up, she had hung herself in the, in the closet and he discovered her body and he obviously woke her roommate up and they called the police and, you know, this is where we're at now. Um, and as uh, as he's talking to me about what happened, um, the coroner, she comes over and she's like, hey, as we're talking, she kind of interrupts us and say, hey, I just want to let you know they're, they're going to, you know, to, to bring her body. So I just want to give you like a fair warning if you want to like go for a walk or, or like, you know, turn away um, so that, you know, you don't have to see this. And as she's saying, it, the fucking other coroners or whoever the fuck she's with are bringing her body out um, oh in, in a body bag. And it's obviously fucking traumatizing to see. Again, like I put myself in a position where I, I'm trying to be super aware. Um, and so like another friend of mine, they they had like recently come to the to the complex. And so like um they're like, you know, arms length away from me, the body's coming down. I grab them to like, you know, hug hug me this way so they don't have to see this. Yeah. And then her boyfriend is there. I hug him with my other arm so he doesn't see this. And then everybody looks up like obviously i do my best but everybody's able to look up to see her body as it's coming down in this body like obviously we don't see her body we see this black bag yeah. oh you know and, and two men carrying her down we understand what this means it's like okay she's actually dead everybody there is just like we're we're all we all break down it's like oh fuck this is this is real it was that at that at that moment where it's like okay this is this this actually happened and and with that it really kind of takes you back because it's like whoa i've never really been this close to a suicide before yeah. um and also i don't have all the facts i was nowhere near when any of this happened and the last time i saw her she was in tears so is that a sign like is that something where it's like man yeah. maybe your inaction is is, is is to blame maybe you could have said or done something more than just give a boyfriend a heads up maybe you could have 
you know, ran after her to make sure she felt like, yo, you're someone she can go to if there's something wrong. With that, a lot of us, you know, are sitting there like in tears. They're, they're taking her body to the, to the morgue. You know, we're, we're all just sitting there. One of our managers at, at uh, where we work basically, you know, reaches out to, to, to her roommate and is like, hey, so we've arranged for like a counselor. Um, if, if any of you are, are okay with it to meet you here in a, in like a, a safe space, like not nowhere like near like work. It's like a, it's somewhere in, in, uh, behind the scenes for all of you um, to be able to like, you know, let some of that grief, like, like talk to somebody. It's not, obviously, you know, you don't have to feel compelled to go. Uh, it's, it's just, it's, it's something it's that's just there. Like a resource that's available to you. Exactly. Yeah. And so we're all like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. And so we go, we see this counselor and she's talking to us uh, about, you know, and she's like, yeah, what, tell us, tell me about, about your friend. Like what, what, is, what was she into? Hmm. And, you know, we're all, you know, telling little stories and, and, and this is the first time in like a few hours where anybody is like, you know, laughing or smiling and stuff because we're thinking about, you know, the, the, the kind and, and funny things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I remember, uh, tell, you know, kind of mentioned that like, man, like uh, one thing about her is man, like her eyebrows were always creepy as fuck. And like she, <laughs> she, her eyebrows were always crisp <laughs> and like, and, and it's something that I, I, I'll never forget. Um, and everybody's like laughing because it's like, yeah, that's true. Like yeah, her yeah. makeup was always clean, like spot, um, on. <laughs> spot on, you know, and it's like, you know, and, and it was like a running joke, like, you know, around um, her, you know, her funeral and, and everything where I would say like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure she's in like heaven, you know, helping God get his eyebrow game up, you know, like, you know, like making <laughs> yeah, sure that yeah, his, yeah, yeah. his eyebrows are, or her eyebrows, yeah. um, uh is, is is like leaky um and 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 yeah so it was like it was a, it was a, a cathartic experience because everybody in here is obviously like uh, grieving the loss of someone yeah um and so it's it, it's something that like i had never really seen because again it wasn't this close to something like this ever um and so we go through that um and then we you know everybody goes their separate ways um counselor goes and speaks you know one-on-one with like her boyfriend her roommate people that obviously like were there to, to, to see something as dramatic as her, yeah, her, yeah, her body. Yeah. And, and yeah, and so there's a whole lot that happened afterwards. I, I don't know how to, to, to describe it because essentially now her boyfriend and I are no longer friends. Like we don't mm-hmm. talk. When one of the, one of the most difficult parts um, after, that, uh, after that day, he, he called me because he was like, uh, her parents are coming to her apartment um, to get her stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'll roll with you. Yeah, I'll meet you there. And so... I go and I, I help him, you know, prepare for the arrival of her parents. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that's got to be the worst, like, the longest drive of their lives. Like, because they yeah. lived in like uh, Northern California. So it was like oh, six wow. or seven yeah. hours driving oh, with, yeah. They, their Spanish was their first language. And so for them, they were more comfortable in Spanish. So her boyfriend obviously didn't speak Spanish. So um, he had our mutual friend kind of be the, the, the liaison, like the one to talk to them because she's Spanish um, and kind of, up there for her it was the first time she's ever speaking to her parents so she's oh, like gosh. you know what i mean and she's like uh yeah. after you know delivering this devastating news and and giving them all the details like you know where to park and where to come and all that stuff and so they come and they're really cold towards him hmm. and they have questions um and, and he doesn't really have many answers um and, and he, you know talks up to like you know her having um gone to uh, a psychiatrist at like Kaiser or something like that and then prescribed me some things that he thinks might have been the cause like it might have made her like you know made a it might have given her like suicidal tendencies or something that she you know was going through that and so um you know I come to find out that like 
you know, uh, some of our, uh, him and, and our regional friend, like they, they knew that she was feeling somewhat uh, suicidal or they, they knew that she was feeling somewhat depressed. And so they, they thought they had a handle on it, right? They, mm-hmm. the, the night that they went out was essentially like a thing like, oh, let's go do something, right? Let's get you out of this, like, you know, like this, this, this funk, right? Let's go do something. Um, and, you know, the, I guess they, between that day and a couple of days prior, um, between the day that I saw her cry and, 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 the, and the day where she had uh, passed, they had tried very hard to never leave her alone, right? To always have someone like with her. Um, and so she seemed to be doing like better, I guess is what they were saying. Like, so they took her out and she was like happy. She was having a good time. She had like called some of our friends um, to meet her, uh, meet her where they were at. And they were like, no, we're somewhere else. I like, come here, say, no, come, come over here. And they're like, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just hang out another time. She was like a little down about it. And they now know that's because it's like she had obviously made this decision. Like she knew that this would be the last time that she'd be out. And so she's a little down because she's like, damn, I'm not going to be able to see you before. Yeah, she had come to terms with her decision. So one of the things that the counselor kind of made sure that we um, uh, took home is that like, there's nothing that you could have done, hmm. right? Like once a decision is made, it's made, right? So you can feel all the things that you want to feel about it, but there's there's no empirical data that would say, that would um, say that you could have stopped her. Hmm. So, 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 so let yourself off the hook. There's nothing you could do about it. Um, and, and so at that point, it's a big word. It's like, yeah, at this moment, she knew what was going to happen. And she wanted to have, you know, um, she wanted to hang out with her friends one, one last time. In, in that moment when the, when the grief counselor sort of kind of makes a definitive statement like that, like you as someone who like also just experienced this like really traumatic loss, like how does hearing something like that, like how did that, like how, does that make sense? Like how did you absorb that, that type sure? of statement? Uh, I didn't. I thought she was full mm-hmm. of shit. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I mean, it's easy to say she was her friend. Um, and, and you didn't see her cry and do nothing about it, you know? So it's like, um, it's obviously the wound is still fresh. And so it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, you're a professional um, and, and, you know, this isn't your experience, but like, I don't know that I, I don't feel like I can let myself off the hook hmm. because yeah, she that. was such a, a kind and like seemingly bubbly person. And I felt like I let her down. Right. And so, you can tell me what you want to tell me, but to be completely honest with you, I just didn't buy it. Right? I just thought like, yeah, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. No, I, I get um, that. I get that. At least in the moment, um, over this, you know, the span of like a couple of days, a couple of weeks, start to really like, you know, sit on it and kind of agree that right, maybe this is true. Maybe there wasn't anything I could do about it. Um, and so uh, her parents are in her apartment where we're, we're basically packing up all her stuff. Very, very, very traumatic, um, especially because, you know, uh, when they break down is obviously where the rest of us break down. We all start crying because it's like, damn, we, we thought we were going through it. But like you actually brought her into this world and yeah. you didn't get to, you know, you know, say goodbye. And, you know, there's like, yeah, so it was, it was very, very dark. And so uh, her parents blame him. Right? They're like, you know, you like essentially they didn't say it, yeah. but from their actions, um, oh. they, they kind of felt like he was he wasn't telling us the whole story. Like there was more to this than we knew. Um, and. So they basically only communicated with, you know, the, with, uh, with our friend that spoke Spanish and then said to nobody else. Um, if they wanted to speak to him because they knew that, uh, you know, I was his friend, um, they had my number. And so they would tell me to ask him, you know, like, hey, do you know where her camera is or something like that? That obviously kind of raised some flags, like the red flags, like, okay, now that you mentioned that, this is kind of odd. Like maybe, does he know something that I don't know? Over the course of the next, like, you know, you know, a couple of days, 
there are more things. You know, some other uh, friends of ours that we work with are raising the question like, yo, this dude isn't always forthcoming. Does this ever feel like he sometimes is striking the truth? Like sometimes things that he say, things that he's said uh, are just not quite believable. It just sounds like a talk of shit. And I was like, I mean, hey, as, as a friend of mine, like I'm gonna, I'm loyal to a fault, right? So I was like, yeah, nah, like everybody, you know, stretches the truth there. So well, it's, 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 I don't think there's anything like, like that, right? So now um, I'm at work, uh, me and, and my friend were, were, were at work um, and somebody calls me and calls me, he's calling me, I'm confused, like, yo, what the fuck? So I take my phone out, because I thought maybe going back to work, I could be, you know, I could be good, right? Like, I can just, uh, you know, just get myself to not think about it. But it was very difficult, to be completely honest with you. But um, now I'm at work, it's like, uh, I've been off for a couple of days, and so, like, it's like, all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, yo, have you checked his Instagram, like her boyfriend? And I'm like, no, what happens? And I go, and uh, all his pictures are gone, but in his story, has like, a picture of, like, a bottle, like, a, like a, a uh, bottle of like um like jack something like that and like a knife and the caption is i'll be with you soon um mm-hmm. and me and my friend that like we're looking at this and we're freaking out because the two of us were very close with him like we hung out all the time we had like these like wine nights and stuff that we would do and so we're starting to think like yo holy shit he's been to multiple of our places but we don't really know definitively where he lives right like he's um the place that i went with him uh, and my wife was, you know, where him and his uh, his his baby's mother uh, lived. But when he stopped, um, when, when he you know, started to to get serious with our, you know, friend that passed, you know, he wasn't. Uh, my understanding was that he didn't live there anymore, right? So, um, and and I hadn't been there since you know, him and, uh, and our friend started dating. So I don't even remember where that was. Yeah. Um, but I do remember him saying something about living with his like godmother or something like that. And so I'm like, all right, um, maybe we got to find out like how to how to get there. And so we're going through a whole bunch of things and then eventually somebody is able to find something that um, points in the direction that, you know, that, you know, uh, of a house that he may live in. And so like, me and my friend, we jump in the car, we like speed um, to, to where that is. And when we get there, um, you know, the woman answers the door is confused um, and she's freaking out. And she's like, he's like grandmother or something like that. And she's like, yeah, he doesn't live here. Like he spends some nights here, but Mm-hmm. And we're so confused. And then his baby mother, she pulls up into the driveway. She's like, yeah, I found him. He's in the emergency room. Um, and we're like, what the fuck? And so we go there. And then a bunch of our friends um, meet us there. And um, he doesn't want to see his baby mother. He has to see me. And so they let me inside. I'm like, yeah, like, what the fuck? And he's basically like, yeah. You know, he was just like really, really like down. And he, you know, he took some pills and kind of realized that it was like, it was, it was, it was not the right thing to do or whatever. And so he like drove himself to like the sheriff station or whatever. Wow. And then the sheriff, um, you know, takes the you know, ambulance and it takes him uh, to the, uh, to the ER. That's bullshit. I'll be honest with you. Hmm. It's bullshit. My, my wife called it, but I, I didn't quite. My wife is like, if you're going to do something like that, why would you post something to give someone a heads up to try to stop you? Yeah. Right. Like if, if it's something that if it's something that you that you're going to do, and, and you really thought that you and you 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 uh, intend to do it, you wouldn't put it up in a position to to get help. Right. Like it's something that um, she's like. I, I honestly I I don't know that I believe it. I think it's um, for um, for a show, and so it's kind of in my head a little bit. And then um, when I go outside and I'm talking to some of my friends, they 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 all said very similar things, and they all were kind of 
start to poke holes in this story. And they're like, yo, I want to be empathetic, but something just doesn't feel right. Our friend that passed had like an iPad, for example, he had it with him and um, he wanted me to, to take it with him. He didn't want me to, to, to tell anybody that I had it, which I thought was weird. But again, I'm loyal to a fault. So I'm not going to question it, right? Um, and so with it, like, you know, I hold on to it. Um, yeah, funeral, funeral arrangements happen. Um, you know, I fly for her funeral. Um, her parents don't want him there. He's not invited to any of the, the, the arrangements. Um, and there, you know, a lot of us got, the ones that were there, we got really close. Um, and so um, when, uh, when, we're, when we uh, are there, he's like, yo, I'm, I'm driving there, right? Like, I, this is not fair. Like, I want to see where she's at and this and like that. And so uh, I dropped a pin for where her, um, for where the uh, cemetery is. Um, and I was like, I obviously don't know where the plot is. So like, yeah, obviously yeah. you have to talk to somebody there and go in there. So, but I say all that to say that I was like a good, I did everything I could. Then he just um, stopped responding to any of my texts. Um, and I was confused, like, yo. So I'm like hitting him up, nothing. Cause I was trying to check on him like pretty like daily, yeah. which, like yeah, good. Um, I finally reached his like baby mother. And I'm like, yo, um, I just wanna make sure that the motherfucker is good. And like, and you know, cause I've been hitting him up, he's not answering like, is he okay? And she's like, what are you talking about? He said that you stopped talking to him. I was like, what? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah. He said like, you know, with that, like you, you just, just started the change and you just weren't messing with him anymore. I was like, cool, message received. I'm glad I know he's okay. But all right, we don't have to talk then. I'm good. And so that's the last time we spoke. You know, it helped me look at life very differently, right? Like I look at it like, you know, you're on this, um, you know, you're, you're on this earth for a finite amount of time, right? Like, you want to make the best of what you got and right? you want to you know make sure that people that uh, you love feel loved um, and that you express that to them and so you know now I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty intentional person like I don't um I, I don't like any I, I pretty much look at anything as a sign now as opposed to before by being super oblivious uh you know I look at some friendships that I have or have had and I, I tried harder than I might have in the past um and then ultimately sometimes they don't work out Sometimes they do. Sometimes it's kind of like weird. Um, you know, we all have some friends where you don't have to talk to them every day. You don't have to talk to them like every like, you know, month. But when you do talk, it's like nothing has changed. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's good. I'm, I'm at a better place in life now where um, in the, uh, I'm at like a, a way better place in life where um, Drake said it best in his latest album, right? He said, uh, I've been losing friends and finding peace. But honestly, that sounds like a fair trade to me. And, and something where like, I'm, I'm okay with it now. I think, I think I was a people pleaser for most of my life. Mm -hmm. And I think um, through that, it's again, realizing like how like life is, is actually short. It's, it, it's like, it's one thing to say, but then to see this young 23 year old woman, like, you know, um, uh, take her own life because, uh, you know, she was dealing with something so heavy that she felt she couldn't continue. She couldn't persist. Um, really makes you think like, yo man, like, Life is too short for any petty bullshit, right? Life is too short to have anybody in your life that doesn't want to be here. You know, life is too short for you to work like too hard to have somebody in, you know, in your life. Um, and so like now I'm at a place where as long as my wife and my kids and like people close to me are good and I'm good, that's all that matters, mm. you know? Um, uh, early on in our, in uh, you know, our, our, me and you catching up, you know, I was saying like sometimes, you know, me having moved back to these coasts, uh, I would see, you know, people that, you know, I would consider like friends or people like boy. I would see them be in town and not really even say anything. And old me would have been like, would have taken that like to heart. Mm. Um, but, you know, the way I'm at now is like, you know, I, uh, 
um, I might make a passive aggressive comment, right? Like I might, <laughs> um, I won't take it to heart, but I'm not gonna sit there lie to you and say like, oh no, I just have a bunch of dough. Look, I'll, I'll let you know that I noticed. I noticed exactly. you were in New York and you didn't <laughs> Ex- hit me up. Exactly. I don't care. But I, I don't noticed. care about exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's what you know. What I mean, like, there's certain, there's certain personality traits that I just can't get rid of. I love right? it. I love um, it. And and so uh, I'm petty uh, in in some regard. So like, so you know, good. I'll say it. It's so good. <laughs> I'll say it. Um, and 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 that'll be it. Um, whether we see each other or we don't, it's cool. But like now, I'm okay with that, right? Like, yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. good, you know. Um. And then you have like a, you know, I have a couple of, I had a couple of friends that we've shared that experience with our friend having passed. And like, uh, when they came to New York, like they actually reached out to me like, like months before, like, yo, I'm coming to New York um, for this show and we want to, you know, hang out. Um, just, and then like a reminder, like, a, like a couple weeks before, like, hey, just yeah. remember, like, we're coming out. I'm like, oh shit. Like, I'm, I'm excited, right? Like, part of yeah. me thought, like, yo, you were saying that. And then like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe like, you know, it's not going to happen or maybe you forgot or whatever, but now like they were like on it. And so we hung out and had a great like time. I showed them like Brooklyn. Um, it was, it was an amazing time. And it's like, obviously something as tragic as, as, as someone like dying um, can really bring people together because, you know, I got really close with this group mm-hmm. afterwards because we we're all going through the same thing, the same motion. Um, there were some people that were going through it as well that weren't um, as, as close to it, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. And so they've kind of fizzled out in terms of like me talking to them. Um, but with this particular group, um, yeah, like I feel like uh, we share, we experienced like a shared trauma. And with it, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like the cliche of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger yeah, um, yeah. is, 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 it rings true. Um, but I guess, um, I don't know if there's more to the story, but I guess, um, what what I'll say that I I've taken out of it and I, I've reinforced it a few times and tell the story is just literally like you know you can't take these moments for granted. My life mm. really is too short for long division. Obviously, I don't look at suicide the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like I I do understand now that people are going through some things. While I can't tell anyone how to react to anything, um, I can say that like yo, there's there's got to be someone that you can un- unload to, right? Mm. It doesn't have to be like a friend. It doesn't have to be a relative. It could be a professional. Sometimes it's actually not, to, it's actually best to be a professional because that person is 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 essentially like trained. Like they went to school to try to help you, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. They, 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 they understand um, maybe not specifically what you're going through, but they understand what other options you have, mm. right? And they could talk to you, talk to you, talk you through that um, and, and, and basically make you feel heard and make you feel seen someone loves you so you know don't don't make um a temporary don't take um uh don't make a permanent decision over temporary feelings yeah. right? like don't sit there and like because of something how, how you're feeling right now don't do something as final as any of that. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah you know there's obviously like still a part of me that's that's still kind of harbors on the thoughts of like what if what if for this sure. what if that yeah for um sure. and and like i said I'm, I'm getting to a place where i i um where i can um take that advice that like there's nothing you can do uh, about what has happened there's nothing you could have done 
Well, that was cathartic. I love it, dude. No, honestly, like, thank you. I, I, I had, I mean, obviously, like, I, I know who you're talking about. I know the, the place you're talking about. I know the people you're talking about. I did not know that that was what you were going to talk about today. And I, like, I probably won't include this, but, like, I do appreciate you talking about it. Because I, I think it's a conversation that's important to have. And I think it's something that so many people experience um, unwillingly, obviously. Like, yeah. no one wants yeah. to experience that. But I think it's, it's like, it holds so much fucking value to actually talk about it and like normalize the conversation around this and say like hey like it, it yeah like like you said like j talk to someone like you have to talk to someone but yeah man i really appreciate you you're like your transparency and your honesty and and your vulnerability and I, I know for you particularly that was like a really difficult thing to experience um we haven't talked about it but i also have like a handful of personal experiences with that topic um and it, it's it fucking sucks man like it sucks and there's mm -hmm. there's no explanation and there's no reason and it's just something that now it's just something that happened you know like 10 years ago it's something that happened five years ago it's something that happened two and a half years ago like it, it just exists now and it sucks but um but yeah no i i really like like tremendously appreciate you you choosing that topic to talk about because i think it's yeah like i said i think it's really important um and, they, and it's just it's just great to connect with you too man yeah it's, man it's for real you, for real <laughs> same here man um, that here. being said i know uh i know we chatted a little bit about it beforehand but um your podcast dope nerds yes yes cool. we have like a, a few episodes out um and since now we're on the same coast it'll be the first time ever <laughs> That we've actually recorded in the same place like that's every time cool. we that's an super episode, cool dude it was just like this where we yeah. would record from two separate hosts um yeah. so it'd be cool uh, and obviously like now there's so many things that we can talk about so much has, has happened since our last episode and and now we have like a lot of mutual friends that would be very interested in like um being part of the discussion so stay tuned it's 100%, coming up 100 percent Nice. But I gotta go do my dad thing. I love so. it, man. Yeah, thank you so much. You've been like, even just with your time, you've been super generous. I appreciate it. For sure, for sure. Uh, right. I'll talk to you later, bud. Yeah. See ya. Later. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Tell Me Yours, a storytelling podcast with me, your host, Trey Everett. Thank you so much to Steph for sharing his story and his experience. Again, if you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800-273-8255. You can follow Steph on Instagram at geeknoevil, spelled exactly how it sounds. And be sure to check out his podcast, Geek No Evil, anywhere you can get podcasts. If you want to follow us on social media at Twitter and Instagram, we are at TellMeYoursPod. Also, if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, where you'll get exclusive access to unreleased content, um, additional uh, portions of the episodes, additional stories, and a fun new mini episode series that I'm going to be starting up soon that I'm really excited about and it will be a lot of fun. Uh, that's just patreon.com slash tellmeyours. You can subscribe to our Patreon there. Thank you again so much for listening. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. Share us with your friends if you like these stories. And until next week, be kind to each other and we'll talk soon.